0: boxcar box, cabons. box, cabons. box, cabons. box,
1: cabons. box ah. hello and welcome to box Cutters episode 270 i have not had caffeine in 2 days my name is josh Canal. to my left john richards 2 days i'm impatient to my right brett cropley <laughs> good evening viewers it's not through it's it's through what it's not through any kind of liver cleansing diet or anything like yeah. that. I've been instructed to not have caffeine. By whom? By a doctor.
2: A real doctor. A or real or some sort of weird doctor cult of thing. What? Yeah, exactly.
1: They were wearing a white coat. Right. And From had the a Pons- stethoscope. Yes, institute, the Pons institute. But they were in the street.
2: <laughs> right. But still a doctor's a doctor. Yeah. Did they want to ask you a question about it's best? <laughs> <laughs> Not. They did not want to ask me a question
1: about asbestos, but I wish they had. I know. I really, really <coughs> wish they had. Uh, coming up in this episode of Box Cutters, we're going to be talking more about Asbestos Doctors, uh, which is the next Doctor Who installment, by the way. The Asbestos way. Doctors. The Asbestos yeah. Doctors. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're going to have an I Don't Buy It. We've got a review of a new US show called Happy Endings. Hmm. Uh, there's uh, a little bit of quads. We've got a race, a, amazing race in a minute. See, two days without coffee. A raising mace. A raising mace. Did you do that last week? I like that. Didn't do that last week. In fact, haven't done it for two weeks. In fact, haven't done it since the first one. Still regular segment. It's a regular segment. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is our last episode for a few weeks. Not like, going to do it for uh, those three. Or oh, maybe I will. Maybe I'll just do amazing race in a minute and put that up as the only box cut. I'll have the intro. Amazing race in a minute. And then the outro, and then like Pete a, Smith.
2: Yeah, you know, they might. be Giants used to have that phone number you could call. <gasps> yeah, yeah, the dialer the song. The dialer song. Yeah, it should be like dialer. Joshua, oh. amazing race in the middle.
3: Is that like the uh, the old three x y one? Yeah, yeah, pretty
2: yeah. Much. double yeah. one. Number. I know where you're going.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know that's how um, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak uh, made their uh, early fortune. Was they had uh, they had a dialer joke
2: hotline? Really? Yeah. Is this a real thing. Or you that's making a real this up? thing.
1: That's a real thing. Wow! And then, uh, and then they had enough money to uh, make computers in their garage. See, if you lived in 1978, you too <laughs> could make computers in your garage. Yeah. Did they did they organise that with the Captain Crunch whistle thing? Did
2: when, they have to hack the system? When did they stop doing the dialer joke? That's what I would to know.
1: I I like I like the I like your question because it makes sense. <laughs> no, no, no,
2: that's the yeah, you dial what? the, the whistle and you get the free phone calls.
1: Yes. What? Yeah. That was that was the very early non-computer
3: version of hacking. hacking. That's uh, where hacking Captain Crunch boxes. the first uh, the first Hacker came out of oh, because I had I this thought, giveaway whistle. I thought that you were talk- was the right frequency to get into the phone system, and, and it that came from the Captain would,
2: Crunch yeah, cereal. Yeah, I yeah. actually knew what Brett was talking
1: about. Right, I had no idea. <laughs> to, hear, to me, it was just it was just words. It was just sometimes Brett just likes to make words out. That's what I thought it was. Heard of a no. guy called Kevin Mitnick?
2: No, it's all back in the old school hacker right. days of uh, of his. Right, right. Yeah. There's twenty six hundred. Also, I just don't bother, which you didn't mention. The, well, I was, get, I was getting to it. Were you to getting that? to it? I thought I was,
1: you were done. No, no. I was, I was, I was getting to it and then we, we got distracted. <laughs> we, sh- we should do there all the
3: shows that we've done once, about it, all the epi- all the episodes, all the segments that we've done once before and uh, and never. Uh, TV cliches. <laughs> <Coming up laughs> TV
2: cliches.
1: Whose was that, that John? Was a segment?
2: Whose segment was that, John? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did that one. Yeah. No, just don't bother. This is the third. I'll have you know. Really? The third? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing Racing, I mean, that's the second. But, you know, we're, we're getting there. I don't buy it. We've done that one before. Yeah. Quotes. We've done that one before. Mm-hmm. Letters to box cutters. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. dependent on the listener. We will threaten that. They never actually do it, though, do we? Letters to box cutters. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's the easiest one to just... Uh, I said only during your show John, that we, we, don't, we don't get to, to that because you talk too much.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anybody else's show? I'm not like Courtney Hocking. Talk just good. sitting here looking pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh. Oh, Courtney's gonna come And punch you in the head Courtney
2: Hawking's review Of winners and losers One of the best things I've ever heard on this show It was brilliant
1: <laughs> I asked her uh, uh, I asked her uh, on, on the way home Because I gave her a lift home And uh, and said in the car Oh you know It'd be great If you did a review Of winners and losers For the for the website Because we've got our new website That may or may not Launch this week uh, and, uh, and And Courtney went No I never want to Talk about it ever again <laughs> I don't even want to Think about writing it No yeah. No, I'm not. I had a look at episode six. I don't know why I put
2: myself through that. Of winners and losers after, after we'd uh, Why episode six is like a dollhouse thing. I just it all it. changes. I, I
3: randomly had it uh from Torrance somewhere.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know you know that uh that woman <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm trying to remember uh, oh, the, the, there
2: are three and a half billion of that bread. <laughs> I like the fact that there was no more information. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Winners and losers. <laughs> um the
3: uh the, the high flyer corporate type woman. The uh, character in that show.
1: Oh uh, the ju- the character, not yes. so not not the actor. Not the actor who plays her. Well,
3: well, it's about how she looks, and and she just she she's got similarities in her face to uh, a plate to, to the monkey arm guy out of uh, the Almighty Johnsons.
1: So hang on, you, I, you I think I see
3: her face on on the screen. And you think I just she looks like by, you
1: think him. she looks like Axel from the Almighty Johnsons? That's what you're trying to was say.
2: it Axel? Yeah, I think that's the one you. I, I never noticed the, the arm, but it was the one you were obsessed you're, with. So you're,
1: you're trying to say. So what you're trying to say is. There's an actress in in, in Winners and oh let's call her an, an actor because it is 2011 in Winners and Losers, who looks like Axel from the Almighty Johnsons. If that was his name, the youngest one, the one that and just turned 21. And that's what's ruined Winners and Losers for it's you. It's very distracting. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't saying that. That was the only thing. <laughs> and that's By and that's anyways. otherwise otherwise the show is fantastic. Show Josh Start the show. That Josh, that, start the that show. Thing, as always, that we're going to kick things off with that anecdote and the box cutters news. News. For those who don't have the uh, the running order in front of them, this is going to make no sense. But we're going to do the news pretty much in the reverse order that it's listed there. Uh, so to to start things off, uh, th- there was a S- weird statement. Weird statement from Channel Seven uh, that I got in. Uh, In the email last week Just a statement Just a statement It's a statement from Lewis Martin General Manager Channel 7 Melbourne says Channel 9 sucks (laughs) Channel 9 sucks (laughs) (laughs) And then runs off It's amazing Uh, We are excited about the prospect Of carrying all the AFL games For which we bid But we wish to acknowledge that Channel 10 has been a terrific AFL broadcast partner for the past five years and their commitment to the game over the past decade. We understand and empathise with how difficult these decisions can be. That said, we have planned to broadcast all four games every weekend from next year, plus finals, the grand final and the Brownlow medal, and we look forward to becoming the sole free-to-air destination for AFL. Ends. Now... That, uh, that, to me, I, I got a, a rejection letter for a, a tender that we bid for uh, <laughs> at CTA. And it just reads like that. It was an excellent, excellent tender. We were very impressed with what you gave us. But we've decided to go with no one.
2: Is Channel 7 wishing them all the best for their future endeavours? They, they really are.
1: <laughs> and they're going to keep Channel 10's resume on file. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that weird to give that out to, to the whole world? But also say we understand and empathise with how difficult these decisions can be. You've made the decision yourself, Channel 7.
2: So they're empathising with themselves. Yeah. We really feel ourselves. That's a new slogan. Channel 7, <laughs> we, we feel, feel ourselves. ourselves. Now, having, uh, having
3: written off AFL footy in my head uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, when, when I actually declared it on air here, um, I, 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 <laughs> I haven't uh, cared much nor remember what the final breakup for the AFL rights where?
1: What do you um, mean? We had a whole segment about yeah, I know, it. I, I know. We, we had a journalist come in and talk about it. And late. I raised
3: that from my memory banks. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm gay, so it's just dogs barking it was, to me. Was it, was it just Channel 7, Foxtel, and Telstra there? Was that what happened there? Because like, there, was, <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was a lot
2: of... <laughs> it was just that for like 12 minutes. <laughs> I mean, that,
3: that media is so apropos of nothing, but... In the context of. It's not. They've of made their decision.
1: They, they've made their decision, and Channel 10's not going to have any free to air television. Uh, was it
3: just their decision, or, or was it Channel 10 not wanting to come to the party with enough cash?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Because I there, d- were, there were reports over I'm the just week. saying it was a weird thing to, to happen. Like, it's just for someone who is not involved in those discussions. Like, it's, it's fine if everybody was aware, like, if everybody was in the room with those discussions. If Channel 10 had sent a, a media release saying, we've decided not to go ahead with uh, with Channel 7, and then Channel 7 had said, we've decided not to go ahead with Channel 10, I'd go, well, that's mutual, but clearly couldn't you just release a joint statement? I wouldn't have to read two things, you time wasters. Uh, but no, Channel 10 released nothing that
2: I saw. It's oddly insulting, isn't it? It,
1: it is. It's, it's really, really weird. In other um, weird release news, uh, I did get... Just an image from uh, that, that I'm going to show to, to both of you mm. from Channel Nine. That was all that was on the email. Just that picture, <laughs> right? It says "Top Design coming soon," and uh, and it's got a, a photo of what is that man's name? Jamie. J- Jamie Jury. Yep. It's got a, p- a picture of Jamie Jury. A really bad picture of Jamie Jury. It says "Top Design soon," and then there's a little block box that says "Please click here." And you click on it, and it's just a picture, so nothing happens, right? But you click on it, and nothing happens. And you click on it, and nothing happens. And I believe that's what the show's going to be like. <laughs> but it says... Is it about uh, email marketing design? <laughs> it, it, it must But the way, the way it says top, like the, the the font, it sounds like it's a Top Gear rip-off.
2: Wasn't there a Top Chef as well? Was that something uh, top Chef is different. Top right.
1: Chef is, is actually... A competition show.
2: Yeah, once I wondered, could it be a? Um, but no, this is a top design. It makes me
1: feel like it's it's they're, they're going to be doing a Can top we design gear.
2: competition like that one with uh, Philip Stark. Is it Philip Stark? There's a there's a is it UK? Oh, I don't I don't think it's going to be a design competition because there is there is one with designers. No, who I compete think it's going to be like
1: yeah. Top Gear. Like this is what I'm saying. It looks like Top Gear. Okay. It looks like it's going to be a Top Gear version about design. Well, that doesn't. No, I'm done. Well, it's right. very pink, though. It makes, that makes as much sense as please click here. Yeah. 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 So that was one thing that came out of Channel 9. The other was uh, Channel 9 announces that uh, they're the, the starting production on the telemovie Beaconsfield, starring Shane Jacobson and Lockie Hume, mm. because uh, they are continually five years behind. I think that's the only, uh, the only explanation. Telemovie, Shane Jacobson, Lockie Hume... Beaconsfield?
2: Didn't they do a Beaconsfield? I thought. No, they... I'm, I'm thinking something else. are not
1: I? Chilean miners. I don't know. That was I... when they were actually
3: trapped. I think. Um, now, now, Josh, if you want to uh, talk us through the first look.
1: Ah. Oh. Okay. So, so Jamie jury's
2: right? You can hear that. And it, it's 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 uh, parody the parody the Brady Bunch.
1: Yeah. And and he's just running around. This is with a with
2: blue screen. It's not telling us anything. Oh, Ah. I contestants. I
0: love these guys.
1: The winner of what? I, I don't know. There's a
2: testing unique challenge. Rooftop guns, caravans. It's the block in a kind of sequence of tests rather than one flat. Yeah. That's pretty much what I think it is. Right. So... Oh, wait a minute. It's not called Jamie's Bunch. Mind you, he's got no. impressive guns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, is it engineering design? No, it's, it's not. Ha- it's house
2: design. It's, it's interior it's design. Not, it's just ah. interi-
1: it's interior design with... Uh, I just don't understand it. Like, I d- Channel 9. What? Who is... What is... I just... <laughs> What monkeys are in control there? Let, oh, Let it go. Oh, God. Let it go. I just don't. Uh, Brett, you've got some news news. Um, yes, some uh,
3: some Cummings and uh, news news. Uh, there there are several things that happened uh, since I've last been in the studio. It might not have been last week, uh, but it might have been too. John Mangos was uh, was apparently fired by email from Sky News, um, having been there for quite some time. Uh, in email,
1: he was in email for, for quite some time. Extracted <laughs> no, email. Help me. Ah. Yeah, you're fired from email. At uh, Sky News for
3: <laughs> sometime. time uh, after making a, uh, a, a bit of a, a, a poorly advised uh, joke about a Chinese lottery winner who uh, wanted to remain anonymous and uh, Mangos declared that he's got straight black hair and he's got squinty eyes and yellow skin as, as though he was uh, going to be anonymous enough as it were uh, because they all look the same, don't they?
1: Ah, still, that's better than if he had said Rotterly.
3: (laughs) Rotterly. A Rottery Renner. Yeah. (laughs) Still, it's
1: better. Um, Channel
3: 10's uh, news chief, Jim Carroll, has left the network and he was swiftly replaced by um, Dermin O'Brien, who uh, was in one of the
2: news. He used to play uh, uh, full forward for Hawthorne.
3: (laughs) Yes, that's right. Uh, Jim
2: Carroll is Big Bird.
3: Jim Carroll had been had also been director of Tens Melbourne. No, you're thinking
1: since of you of Ernie Carroll. No no. no, Ernie, no, no. Ernie, Car- Ernie Carroll Spinney, who was uh who was uh hey, no, Aussie, no. Aussie Big Bird Stridge.
2: He's the guy that did the, the Carrolls by Candlelight, isn't he?
1: No, that's Humphrey Bear you're thinking of there.
2: No, Jim have got That's where it is. <laughs>
1: Word is that it's a fact.
3: Uh, word is that Carol uh, has left the building due to uh, foreseen uh, uh, redundancies coming up after Channel Ten went on a hiring spree late last year, getting uh, a lot of people together for their news tour de force with uh, George Negus and uh, whatever else it was that they uh, put into to that uh, slot between five and seven pm, uh, which hasn't worked very well for them. Right um, there's saying that uh, around uh, 40 to 50 staff uh,
1: nationwide are looking to be
3: cuts. And uh, Carol got out of there while the going was good.
1: By now you've probably heard that uh, Peter Falk, he's to Absent Friends, uh, the man who played Columbo, passed away uh, at the weekend He was 83 years old. He had been quite sick for some time. Uh, Astute listeners might remember us reporting on a story where his family were fighting over the uh, uh, over his money while he was uh, just being in a daze. Well, he had Alzheimer's. He was was in a home. Mm -hmm. He he was in a home and had no uh, no capacity to to talk about it. And they basically, you know, the story was that they were neglecting him. To fight over the money. It was a terribly sad thing. Nasty. Terribly, terribly sad thing. Uh, talking of dying at 83, Rex Mossop also uh, suffered Alzheimer's oh. and uh, passed away over the week. Rex Mossop, who uh, people might remember from Live and Sweaty.
3: I I remember him mostly from Tonight Live on the show with Julian Clary. Oh. Uh, Steve Vizard's old show where uh, obviously they were put together because Rex Mossop... Uh, could in no way tolerate, uh, but he
1: was uh, he was a he was a, a footballer of some kind, rugby player, yeah, right,
3: yeah, and uh, a commentator. I think for for a much uh, longer time had uh, he he tended to uh, uh, go with the malapropisms quite regularly, right? Mm.
1: John, uh, you read a story a couple of weeks ago yeah, about you know, is, uh, someone Rashdi.
2: This is old news. Do we still care? Do we? Do we? Oh, it's. Uh because otherwise, yeah, he's been going for a while.
1: Well, it's, uh, let's let's just do it quickly. A lot of people might not know. Very, I've got an opinion. You've got an opinion. Very,
2: very quickly. This is an article. Uh, it was a Sunday, 12th of June. We didn't actually cover it because um, partly we had, the, we had the pre-recorded show and whatever. But um, it is Salman Rushdie. This is from The Observer. Salman Rushdie is actually making a science fiction television series for Showtime, Showtime called The Next People. Is it going to be as good as his books? I, or even better. But Hopefully. The thing that was interesting actually about that article is. it... It's sort of claimed, an, and it, was, it has been rewritten on The Observer as well. I'm going to just read the uh, disclaimer at the bottom first. This article was amended on the 16th of June to correct the erroneous impression that Salman Rushdie believed that TV dramas had overtaken the novel as the best way to communicate ideas and stories. Oh, that was actually the point of the article. That was the point of the article. It was claiming that Salman Rushdie was saying that, that uh, television had overtaken novels. What he actually does say, though, it's really interesting. He points out that um, he's finding television really exciting. Uh, it talks about uh, things like Mad Men gets written before they start shooting, so you can actually do with character and story things that you can do in a novel, which is what we've been saying for a while as well. And basically he's sort of excited about this whole new world of you know, of television. And it's just in, it's interesting, though, to see someone of Rushdie's stature basically embracing television, saying he doesn't enjoy films at all, but he's enjoying television and thinking that's that's where you know, communication and storytelling is going. I wish you could have been here two weeks ago,
1: John when uh, when... Uh Courtney and I were talking about what piece of ass we think Salman Rushdie's writing is, just like not in a good way. And uh, and Toby Halligan was shouting praise for Salman Rushdie from from the rooftops, and uh, and it was just, uh, no, he's no Stephen King. the uh, <laughs> The thing about uh, the the thing about that is really it's it's taking you this long, Salman Rushdie. To work that out, because we've been doing this show for almost six years, you could have just listened once, and uh, and discovered how wonderful television was.
2: Yeah, but you know, he's from a highbrow world. It takes him a little bit longer. It is funny though. He's talking about how you know films, because I've been trying to get a film up of uh, Midnight's Children, and it's also, think, <sighs> but it's also it's very interesting that yeah, you know, best-selling novel, acclaimed novel, they can't get money for a film, but he can say, let's make uh, another version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers as a TV drama, and that's going ahead.
1: You know why they can't make a film version of uh, Midnight's Children? Because nobody can read to the end of it.
2: (laughs) That's why you make films, though.
1: No, no, no. I mean, not even the like. No one knows. Cause <laughs> no, no one can get through it to write
2: the screenplay. It's actually blank from like page four hundred yeah, onwards. Yeah, that's
1: that's pretty much it. What's what's going on? And that is the box cutters news. Are you
2: one of those that follows, <laughs> follows, the ads? Pepsi is
1: putting Coke into theirs. Their as much as I the want, got deep. the sly look, sly look, sly hello,
0: like hello, hello, hello,
1: hello, hello, hello,
0: hello, This is, is Ricardo Get me a jury and show me how you can say "in July." And I'll go down on you.
3: The regular viewers of uh, Channel Eleven, Ch- Channel One, Channel Eleven.
1: I don't need
3: no. You know, Tim's uh, Tim's channel up. No, it's got a lot of good stuff on there, right? Um, including the uh, So You Think You Can Dance US, and uh, they they do a lot of this promoting of of uh, the show on Channel Eleven. No, no, what a tiny little bit of voiceover at the end of it. Um, Where they show one. The dances each of the times.
2: Yep. We we hope you're enjoying this, by the way, the audio only medium, the what, dance uh, that we're currently showing you.
3: The dance sounds
1: great. <laughs> it what sounds I, fantastic.
3: What I don't buy about this ad and, is and, how loud and it and is like while they, we're talking. And they, they just they have played it to death, whether it be this one or or a variety of other dances from the show. What really freaking bugs me is the screaming.
1: Are they adding that to the to the ad?
3: I no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I believe that this is how the audience actually reacts on the show.
1: Americans do seem quite and easily
3: if, enthused,
2: though, don't mm, they?
3: If that's how they they actually do the show, I it, that that's
1: the last thing that I would ever
3: ever want to watch
1: on TV. It's just annoying. But they um. They have a history of that, of, of being that, that easily enthused. Let's get rid of the British. Yeah, let's get rid of the British. Well, we things they like, they, they weren't screaming about like, it back so, then. Like. They, they, were, mean, they were.
2: They were, yeah, let's get... But
1: things like Letterman. Let's abolish you know. a sla- a slavery. And at the same time, other people said, let's
2: not abolish slavery. And everyone went, yeah,
1: let's do that thing that that guy said. But you watch
2: Letterman, <laughs> he goes, I've got one joke. And they'll go, ah! Here's a little known guest. Aah! Think, you
1: know, think about the Letterman audience, and maybe this is the same thing as the, the See Think You Can Dance audience, is having been in the Letterman audience and, and realising how much it is like being initiated into a cult, you are in such a daze and have been you know, unfed for 12 days and, uh, and, and been played loud music and made to clap along and, and enjoy that you will just you will respond to anything. So, everything, everything somebody says is the funniest thing in the world, as evidenced by Letterman's just lazy, lazy warm-up guy who comes out and says, "Yeah, well, the warm-up guy. Here's Dave Letterman. And he's woo. Yeah, you're the funniest man in the world. The easiest job ever. So, so how
3: did how do they get that? Is, is is that just the natural inclination of American audiences? No,
1: that? no, uh, they they just have perfected the art of getting audiences warmed up. So, uh, those are people who, if they saw some you know excellent dancing in the street, would probably just go. That's clapping for those who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> aren't uh, but uh, r- rather than clapping along in time with castanets, mm. the uh, which it did sound uncannily like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they just they just can warm up audiences so easily that, yeah, that they are just going to scream like that for, for no reason. Uh, eleven, you say? I'm 11. eleven. I always thought that was the Roman numeral too. I just thought it was another ABC channel. Ah. Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, hunky, sparkly, shiny, wonderful <laughs> men. This is Elmo and Abby Cadabby. And you're listening to Box Cutters Happy Endings.
2: Yeah.
1: Is a show that uh was was a mid-season replacement. It was actually a late mid-season replacement. It started mid-April of this year on uh the ABC network in the US. There's no air date for Australia as yet. I've not seen one. There have only been 12 episodes that went to air in the US. And I've got a little little summary for you. On Dave and Alex's wedding day, she runs away from the altar and he finds himself a single man again. When Alex returns from the honeymoon, blah, 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 blah. The show is about six friends, three males and three f- females, who are all friends. They hang out, drink coffee, talk about their lives, do the general things that friends do when they're friends. Which one's Rachel? Of course, I'm talking about a show that has nothing to do with the 1994 sitcom Friends. No, no, no. no,
2: no. I'm, sorry. I'm Because
1: th- th- this one is set in Chicago in- instead of New York, so therefore it is completely different. Except for the fact that there are six friends who hang out a lot and the show begins with a bride running out on her wedding day. Other than that, there are no similarities, because this show is hilarious. This show is really funny and clever and has quick little lines, even though it's got a really uh, simple concept behind it. I think the interactions, the cast and the writing is all really solid for, for a comedy.
2: Are, are you being sarcastic? I
1: am not being sarcastic, John. Are you really not being sarcastic? I really enjoyed Happy Ending. Who awful. are you and what have you done with this Josh? This is <laughs> such
2: a bad show. I I I got angry by the second episode. Going, why are we watching this? It's the worst thing we have ever watched for box cutters. Really? I really genuinely hang on, hang was on, finding it hard on, on. day of the Triffids. to come up with a <laughs> yeah but admittedly I only watched 20 minutes of that so <laughs> this I actually managed to get through three episodes I watched two I stabbed myself repeatedly in the eyes then a day later I managed to watch another one which is the one where they mentioned they were in Chicago and I went oh they're in Chicago I, I did wonder because it was kind of like this is like an experiment in television to go Let's make something that looks like a sitcom, but the six characters will be identical to each other. There'll be nothing to distinguish oh, them black from one. each other. Well, this way, of the guys, this thing, the guys in particular, there are three guys who are exactly the same. But there's a white heterosexual, a black heterosexual, and a gay one. They've all got the same character. They could you could swap any of them to any of the others. You find yourself going, Where do they live? What do they do? I was like, Episode three. Oh, they're in Chicago. They exist somewhere in a real world. I had no idea. And it is just there are no funny lines. There is no characters of interest. The, the two Bonds, one slightly taller than the other. That's, uh, as far as I can tell, the only distinguishing features between the two of them. Oh, good lord, it was awful. Wow. So, yes, it was like Friends. If you took out the idea that there might be distinguishing characteristics and jokes?
3: Well, shall we take a look at it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, let's, let the uh, listeners decide?
1: Yes. Alex? Oh, hey, guys. What's
0: up? Hey, how, how are you doing? Sweetie.
1: Great. Really great, I'm kicking ass. Been doing lots of stuff. Uh, taking online yoga, meeting great people. They're calling me Bodhi, which is awesome because of Point Break, been watching that a lot. But totally holds up.
0: What happened to Lori Petty, right? Oh, I invented a new drink. Who wants to try a gin smoothie? Crazy. A little bit of this,
1: a lot of that. bar Petty, thanks to the blender, it's awesome. Hey, hey, sweetie. You and Alex are gonna work this out.
3: This is just the sad chapter in your epic love story.
1: Ah, this is a classic story of boy meets girl, boy loses girl to guy in rollerblades, boy becomes biggest YouTube sensation since kitten stuck in tuba. It's on Mm. YouTube. How Mm. many hits? Barely any. Dave, I wanna break it down for you. Because I love you, your wedding was horrible. I mean, it was like a shark attack at a Sunday school. But there is a positive and that is that you are single right now. So why don't you go get some pants on and let's get you some sex. I don't want to get some sex. I want to get some married to Alex. <sighs> I don't get it, you guys. Did Did she say the sex was bad?
0: Oh, every yeah, relationship. relationship in yeah, passing. I
3: just
1: always thought it was her fault. I mean, I might have gotten lazy, you know, recycled some moves, but bad is so bad.
3: Dave, you're giving off a real Howard Hughes vibe here. I feel like you're about 10 minutes away from storing your urine in
1: jars. Let's go get you some food. I just ate three French bread pizzas and most of the world's largest chocolate bride. I left the ham to
2: hold. <laughs> okay. I, I'm angry I had to watch head. this once and <laughs> <Yeah>. you're <laughs> making me watch it again you're not finding that funny nothing You'll in this is funny holding the hand of the so chocolate it. bride it, it would almost be funny if I gave a shit about who any of these people were or in <laughs> fact could tell well she was in scrubs <laughs> right oh, okay yeah tick from scrubs she's the shorter blonde one I think of no, the no, no no the 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 no the shorter the shorter yeah. the shorter blonde one was is Elisha Cuthbert who was the daughter in 24 make it stop make it stop it's still going on and it's so one it's one note. the show too. Definitely. Everyone talks like this for her. Yeah. her, her. That one note is funny. John. It's not funny. No, it's not. I it's funny. think you're getting funny mixed up with something else. Because <laughs> 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 I've seen funny, and it's not this. It's not this. It was funny, the second episode they're desperately trying to create some characteristics for the characters. They seem to have realized that they don't have any personalities. Well and the second going, episode is not the second episode. It's actually like the tenth or something. Yeah. It got shifted because that's how bad the others were. They had to try and shift the <laughs> There's actually one apparently they, they didn't finish. It's so awful, they haven't actually aired it. That's how what? Yeah, there's one, one episode apparently they abandoned or something. Josh, is that true? There is an episode that they haven't aired. I don't know why they haven't
1: aired it though. <laughs> I don't
2: believe it's so awful they abandoned
1: it. I I don't that's the I thing. I mean,
2: if you've had to shift yeah, you know, episodes ten and eleven forward, but in episode I think it's ten or whatever, so episode two, she's they're trying to go, oh, you're the wacky hang on, one. Hang on. So you're saying now that them shifting episodes ten and eleven forward
1: is is actually networks making a, a good decision for them. No once. no,
2: I'm saying the network is trying to put the stronger episodes on first, and if those are the stronger episodes, good god, what are the but bad they ones? They weren't I,
1: trying to put the stronger episodes on first. They just had some twisted notion about not wanting any character development and and wanting it to feel more standard. So that people could just go in and out whenever they, they wanted. They clearly
3: wanted everybody to be confused about the t-shirt saying "Stake me home tonight." Uh, I- which then uh, you have the reveal in, in episode 10 of uh, that's his food van that he's gone off to... to have. Well, listen to thing, created. yeah. I had
2: no idea who any of these people were. The, it's, the, because, the, it's because of, of what no, they no, did. but the episode actually starts... I saying, The very first episode starts with this, this leaving at the altar. It is terrible. It's a terribly written scene. It's not remotely funny. You don't get, there's actually a horrible bit where one of the characters goes, you're the lines. black one, you're the gay one. And then I thought, oh, it's called Happy Endings. Okay, they're actors. They're in some terrible Hollywood movie. Any minute now, directors are going to cut, and we're going to actually get the Show because this is just dreadful. Then it went to the next scene where they were still talking about the thing that had happened, and I thought, Oh my god, we really have to watch this. It's just, I nothing redeeming So you weren't heartwarmed by it? I, know I do, gonna, do you not believe in but, love, John. My point in the second episode, though, I was going to say is that there's a bit where they're trying to go, You're the wacky one, you're the Phoebe, I, I'm the slightly uptight one, I'm the Monica. Except that we've never seen any proof that they're actually like that anyway. And even their definition of what makes that it's like there was there is no characteristics to any of these people. I, I have to say, John, that in in your defense, while you do sound like a crazy man, the uh You the sound like crazy, you're saying it's funny.
1: Shut up. up. You you seem crazy. Your it had some beard. funny bits. I
3: beard. Uh <laughs> you, you, you might think that uh, this show is polarizing, but uh let me tell you, I'm I'm kinda right in the middle there.
1: I, I enjoyed it. What a surprise. <laughs> Really? What a surprise that you kind of liked something, Brett. No, 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 I no, haven't no, no. had coffee for two days. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the um, the I, I wasn't pissing myself through it, but uh, it was it was like the last couple of seasons of Scrubs.
1: No, that's not a good thing. It, well, <laughs> that was for me. The, what the one where where all the old characters left and they had new freshmen in.
2: Yeah, it was interesting.
1: And then, and Mrs. Garrett is now the dead mother. And the second last season, the
2: The characters are very ill-defined. Well, this is what
1: this is what what, what I'm going to say because of the episode mix-up. Right, the way that the that the season works is that you learn about the characters throughout the episodes. So by episode three, and Brett for Brett, I gave them to him in order. Of how they should have aired, not how they did air. So I gave. Are you th- sure? I am sure because he had the t-shirt before he had the van. Dad, I don't know about. When I say I'm sure, I got Lindell to Bennett for you.
2: I, I don't know. But, but I watched but, three episodes and I, I can't tell you who any of those people are right. or anything and about them. This is them.
1: this is what this is what I was going to say. I watched, I watched three episodes because. I was on the couch and I didn't want to go to bed, right? And so it's like, oh, have we got anything else to watch? We've got another episode of Happy Endings. All right, let's watch that and then go to bed. Fine. That's done. Did that four times and by the fourth time gone, oh, this show is actually quite good. And then got, and then got the rest of them. So I'm not saying you've got to wait until episode four. Episode I'm saying six. It's an episode six thing all over again. It's- I'm saying if they had shown them in order, there would have been more character development and you would have discovered more about them because you know, the having watched all the, the entire season now what you're saying rings a bell in my memory because i go oh yeah they did seem all the same i didn't know who they were but now they're very much defined in my mind
2: but surely if i've seen episodes 1 10 and 11 or 1 9 and 10 whatever it was that the original you know lineup was that they shuffled to be episodes mm. 1 2 and 3 by those second or third episodes there should still be some defining characteristics to the characters and the fact that there isn't the three guys are identical they're genuinely identical no one's black and one's gay <laughs> but apart from the fact but he's that, not a, yeah.
3: he's not a campy-queeny gay no
2: he's exactly like the other two guys yeah no that's what I mean though it's like, there's nothing to any of these characters and it's just that frustration of going isn't I actually genuinely wondered at one point if it was a Steven Soderbergh-esque game on the notion of genre <laughs> it was like is that what you're doing here am I not meant to be able to tell them apart is is that is that the gig? Uh, maybe just, you are just too clever for it. I, I just wanted some jokes. <laughs> I just wanted some laughs. Also, all the cultural references are like 10 years out of date for the characters. And I wondered at one point, were they were maybe they? 40? Was that the, the original premise? They were turning 40. Because that would make a hell of a lot more sense for the show. When they say, we haven't made any new friends for 11 years. And you know, we don't know anyone. Uh, whereas they're 30.
1: See, and this is, this is the because I look at them. And I kind of just continually assume that everyone is my age.
2: So, so I look at them and think, oh, they're 36. I just... Well, no, the thing because yeah, they're as being 30, but they're making cultural references for someone of my age. Yeah. And I'm going, no, people who are 30 don't make jokes about point break and... Yeah, but people and, who are you your know,
1: age aren't attractive
2: enough to be on television. No, that's what I wondered. So, was it meant to be oh, old people? You know, 75-year-olds like me. Yeah. And they... With, and, with canes. With canes. And and I whip a snapper, get off my lawn. And they swapped it to 30-year-olds, but left all the references. Also, there's just that weird thing in the second episode where they're going, oof, she wears a fedora. She's so unfashionable. At a point in time in which fedoras are quite fashionable. And you're going, are you even aware what's going... Like, this whole weird world you're taking place in. Episode three mentions Chicago. That's a real place. I've heard of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's almost like a thing. So, John liked it. I liked (laughs) it.
1: Brett kind of liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a three thumbs... Don't
2: just don't
1: check it out. Don't. It's happy endings, It may or may not appear on on Australian television. Probably will. If the world hates John, snippets available on YouTube. We really need a thing. I was going to come I was I
2: love that
0: one.
2: I I like how we come out of it and you're just laughing. Oh, because that made me laugh. I thought, oh, yes, I remember comedy now. It was at the end of that long, dark tunnel that lasted through those three episodes of happy endings I had
3: to watch. Now, uh, talking about shows that we don't like on the telly, (laughs) this uh, this, this came to me as a bit of a gift uh, when uh, some recording that I had wasn't recording the show that I think was 30 Rock and they've put stupid freaking Kardashian show in there it's the most repulsive show
2: ah keeping up with the Kardashians it is it is horrible are are you aware of this I was aware it existed I didn't know it was being played on Australian television yes
3: that that surprises me a (laughs) little it is Um, uh, here's here's a a, a, the the offending piece as it were so I wake up from a nap and my penis and this would not go away I haven't had an erection problem
1: since I was in middle school. I call Scott, out of all people,
3: because I just cannot tell my mom, because that's just plain awkward. I have a and it will not go away.
2: If you're kidding and I get there, and you're sitting there
1: with a dildo or something weird, I'm not into it, I'm tired.
3: Scotty, it doesn't look bad right now. I've been for two
1: hours at least. You don't... I, you gotta go to the doctor. Now... If it, so so, so he, had, he, had, he had an erection. This is one of the brothers.
2: This is the, the, the he, least... He the had least a long beep. Weren't you listening? He had a beep. This is, this is <laughs> the a, least... That's a bad medical figure. You gotta be really careful.
1: <laughs> the least interesting person on an uninteresting show. And the producers have... Have put a, a Mickey Finn in his uh, in, in, in his drink in, in the well, shape of was the Viagra mother. who who was meaning it for the father. For Bruce Jenner. Yeah. The father is Bruce Jenner. Yes. Gold medal winner, Bruce Jenner. What, really? I think so.
2: No, really? seriously, actually Bruce Jenner. It's actually Bruce Jenner. I like fact you said gold medal winner, and I thought Star of Can't Stop the Music, but you know, yes, Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner was a gold medal winner, wasn't he? In what? He was definitely in Can't Stop the Music. He was triathlete or something like
1: yeah, that. Yeah, he was some some kind of athlete. Yeah. Look it up. If we had Toby Halligan here, if he wasn't sick, uh, which he is. Uh, Stupid um, sickness. Now, if you, if you hadn't picked up on it, he's, he's, been, he's,
3: he's accidentally uh, taken some coffee that's had some Viagra uh, put into it um, and, and had an erection. What they're beeping out there is the word hard. He's got right. a hard on. He's, he's hard. His penis is hard. Uh, but they they beep out the the hard, and they leave the penis. They beep out the hard and they leave the dildos. What the <laughs> fuck?
2: What the beep. fuck? Yeah, that, that is kind of weird. And then also Viagra doesn't work like that. But, no, you know, let's, you know, no, it whatever. doesn't.
1: Unless he's
3: constantly, constantly thinking about, about it. sex.
2: Yeah, I, I just
3: well apparently he had a coffee and then he
1: went and had a nap and then he but, woke up and it was yeah,
2: beep. But Vi- Viagra works. You have to actually be thinking about sex, and you know it doesn't just. It's not a magic.
1: Well, then we, or we, maybe even see someone's nipples. Yeah, we uh, we think about we we go through Ooh. the process of going off oh, to see up.
3: to see his old obstetrician, <laughs> who's the only doctor that he knows.
1: Hang on, hang on. Why does he have an obstetrician? <laughs> 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 because
3: it, from when he was a child. You mean pediatrician? Like a, uh, there you go. Yes, pediatrician. Okay. <laughs>
2: so, so now he's about nothing but vaginas. That's not going
3: to happen. <laughs> so he gets told, oh, well, if there's no explanation, then if it stays hard for another day or so, we'll have to take you to the hospital. And she's, she's aware of what's happened and goes and has a, has a little chat with the, uh, the doctor and and uh,
2: realizes what's going on and then explains. So this is my problem, though. None of this is real. Like, like just None the storyline. No, it's not. Because that's not how it works. That's not how. Yeah, basically this has been entirely faked for the TV, crew. Mm.
3: But then she explains for the camera.
1: I realise that now I
3: have to tell Robert and Bruce what's really going on, and this is going to be
2: really, really hard for me. She said hard.
3: That's what she said.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that, that,
1: was the, that was the longest that's what she said joke <laughs> in the history of forever.
3: But I can't believe that that all the way through the the beeping you were saying oh, it's like it's like how they fuzz out the the bum cracks in survivor it's just
2: stupid
1: No that's just how they look <laughs> That is
3: that is how it's quite it's, like, creepy.
1: it's it's like Canadians have the head that doesn't join to the jaw Oh ah, uh, yes and, that's how you
2: tell they're Canadian And yeah.
1: Americans have uh, have fuzzy bum holes Yeah
2: it's weird.
0: <laughs> box caps 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 caps
1: amazing race in a minute the mm. only segment that actually runs to time on mm. box cutters <laughs> uh, oh, hang on we haven't but but we haven't chosen the uh, the the sound the sound that you'll hear at the end of the minute is going to be you yes.
3: want that one yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. That one. Hopefully we'll be able to differentiate between it and the cars honking out uh, on Nicholson Street.
1: I think so, because Nicholson Street has not just gone into 1878. Ah, that you know of. Were there cars <laughs> in 1878? I don't know. I, don't know. I wasn't around. Anyway. I did have a book as a child called When Granddad Was a Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that would have the information in it. Right. I don't much care. Amazing Race in a Minute. If you don't understand it, the uh, concept is in the title, My Time. Starts now. Mo and Moss are out of the Amazing Race, oh. uh, which you know we're all upset about, mm. sure, because they were they were great. A, they were from Melbourne, and we love seeing Melbourne people succeed. And B, they were hilarious. The thing is, they weren't very good races, and I'm not that sad to see them go. I wanted them to be better races, and if they were, then I go, yeah, come on, Mo and Moss, but just. Terrible, terrible races. They failed at maths challenges. They failed at thinking challenges. They failed at physical challenges. So I wanted to talk about the things that make a great, amazing race team. They are A, having someone as a designated driver, someone else as a designated navigator – Reading the clues, working well as a team, not arguing unnecessarily, and being able to work stuff out for yourselves. That makes a great team. But what makes great television is people failing at those things, screaming at each other, and still not getting divorced. That's Amazing Race in a minute.
3: Hi, I'm Adam Zouard. You might recognise my voice from ads before,
0: Australia Post, and HBA. Or maybe from the phone calls I'll make to your house late at night. That's right. i make phone calls to your house late
2: at night. I'm Adam Soir. And you're listening to Box Cutters. So, John, uh, you've, you've just, done... Just a quick question, though. Do you it, reckon Adam Soir looks at Elijah Wood now and just cries? No, I don't. And I was going to talk about this in... Uh, you know what? I'm going to talk about
1: this in, in Pork. Okay, okay. I'll t- talk about that in or Pork. Or in uh, One Thing. What's John. Uh, or in your no. ears. Can i talk about it in Pork. John. I plan to talk about it. John, uh you uh you, you uh took matters into your own hands and uh and and decided that we needed more just don't bother.
2: Just don't bothers, in which I cover terrible shows that you shouldn't watch. Right. Happy endings. i will be on next week. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so, so yes. I really I really enjoyed it. I, I genuinely I really, thought you were being sarcastic no, when you started that review. I was no, like I
1: really enjoyed it. It's sweet. I really enjoyed it because it defied my expectations, but you know.
2: Yeah, I just want to be you're funny. You like puppies either, do you, John? I don't mind puppies. I can never eat a whole one. Eggie-dowee's he feels. He said, you're scared. I have to walk out of here alone. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes. Yeah, so I, I I'll be sober in the morning. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at a show I wanted to present, and I was doing the research, and eventually I thought, you know what, I can't be to telling you about it now, but here's me telling you about it earlier. Enter.
1: I wish. This is a prop from the classic NBC series Supercomputer, 1975-1975. to 1975.
2: Imagine it's 1979. No, no, go on, I'll, I'll wait. Okay, so it's 1979, and you're running NBC, the pluggy American network that could, but usually didn't, constantly being the bridesmaid to the high-rating ABC and CBS one of the only shows you have that ever troubles the top ten is Little House on the Prairie, and even that is Little House on the Prairie. You need something that's going to be a ratings juggernaut that'll grab viewers and shake them back and forth like a televisy old Pomeranian. So what do you do? Well, you could come up with a fresh new show full of exciting characters, arresting storylines, brilliant dialogue and fascinating themes, or you could just rip off the love boat and stick it on a train. I think you can see where I'm going with this. On Wednesday the 7th of February 1979, NBC debuted their much-publicized and much-expensive new show. Knowing they needed to grip viewers from the outset, the show opens with the most exciting thing possible. A board meeting! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! But not just any board meeting, no, this was a super awesome board meeting in which Sir Whisker's exposition explains the premise of the show to a collection of non-speaking extras.
0: Gentlemen, some months ago I was contacted by the Federal Department of Transportation in regards to the pitiful state of rail passenger travel in this country today. As a result, Transatlantic Corporation will construct, starting from scratch... The first continental railroad built in this country in 75 years. An
2: atom-powered steam turbine machine capable of crossing this country in thirty-six hours. Oh,
0: uh, gentlemen, I give you Super Train. Wow.
2: Every week, Super Train would start a new journey, with guest passengers joining the established crew for a series of parallel running plots that was new and exciting to anyone who'd never watched The Love Boat or Fantasy Island. But neither of those shows took place on a train. A Super Train.
0: What
3: took you so long,
1: huh? I was looking for a magazine with avocados
2: in it. That's what they eat in California, you
1: know. Avocados. I hate
0: avocados. Oh. Well, let us whip this train anyway, huh? 450 bucks
2: one way, no ashtrays. Why are you always looking for something to gripe about, Jack? I mean, this is really a nice compartment. And besides, there are lots of terrific activities on this train, too. There's a discotheque, and a swimming pool, and a beauty You park. think I care, huh? Oh, he's so grumpy, it's almost like he's hiding from the mob or something. But no, hang on, he is. Supertrain had everything, a gym, a piano lounge, a hospital, girls in silver hotpants, even a gift shop, but the most impressive element was the combined swimming pool and disco. Viewers of A Certain Persuasion may have noticed this bore an alarming similarity to the Continental Baths, the infamous New York Gay Sauna which had closed down the year before. Fitting with that theme was Charles Brilla's Robert, the onboard hairdresser.
0: Bang bang, Davy, I could have blown dried you to smithereens. Very fast, Bobby.
2: Very fast. Super Train was a veritable who's that of television, starring Alan Alda's dad, a guy who would go on to be Molly Ringwald's grandfather in Sixteen Candles, and someone who a mere 28 years later would direct a single episode of The L Word. The guest cast was more impressive, although it's curious how much it looks like a wish list for The Muppet Show. Jean George Hamilton, Loretta Swit, and Roy Thinners were among those who took a trip from wherever the train went from to wherever it was it went. Surprisingly, Dick Van Dyke makes an appearance as a villain in the second episode and a cup of kindness too. How'd you feel if she
0: was... dead? You stay away from my wife, you raving lunatic! do
2: you ever call me that again? Swimming pool discos don't come cheap, of course, and at the time Supertrain was one of the most expensive shows ever made. The sets and models alone were rumored to cost anything between five to ten million dollars. It's interesting to note in this report from NBC's Today programme, presumably intended as a cross-promotional puff piece, that the presenters all seem quite nervous about the amount of money being spent.
0: You know I'm a big train fan. I never, however, have been on a train that cost six million dollars. But there is a super train coming. Why, there it is. And Jack Perkins is going to be along in this half hour to tell us all about the super train that hits NBC tonight, and we hope it's a hit. And NBC hopes it stays on the tracks. There's a lot of money invested in that one. $6 million may be the low side of the budget, it turns out. Super Train is ready to depart. It's not even a real train. Though a lot of money has been spent to make it look real, it exists only here in the sound stages at MGM, where set designers build it at enormous cost. The most expensive set ever made for a TV program. To build this elaborate mock-up, A Train Going Nowhere, Two hundred and fifty workers labored in shifts around the clock for three months. All that manpower and overtime got to be frightfully expensive. How expensive? Well, reportedly at least five million dollars just to build the set. The program, if it doesn't work, could be cancelled after 13 weeks. Oh, honey, just listen to all the fun those people are having.
2: In the end, Super Train only lasted nine episodes, and NBC's desperation can be seen in not only drastically changing the cast halfway through, but also in what surely must be a television first, that in those nine episodes, Super Train manages to have three completely different theme tunes. (gasps) in 2008 about his career, Fred Silverman, head of NBC when Supertrain was broadcast, said this at the show. It was a good idea, then. It's still a good idea. It just was a great idea that was terribly
0: executed. So we had a set that cost about $10 million to build. You could have built a railroad station. fact is, is that the show opened with a 38 share. I mean, it, was, it had
2: a very strong opening. And then the shows were just lousy shows and it plummeted. Supertrain was never syndicated in the US, and apart from a one-off screening with the pilot on Lifetime in 1987, it was never repeated. Many online sources claim the failure of Supertrain, followed by NBC's heavy investment in the US boycott the 1980 Olympics, left the company on the brink of bankruptcy. Pre-recorded Fred Silverman denies this. But the fact is, it was a show that didn't work. They made it sound like it was the second
0: coming, and, you know, and that the failure meant that the... RCA building was going to fall down. It didn't, it didn't really happen. We ended up uh, losing maybe 4 or $5 million on it. It was not The stories that you hear are a little blown out of proportion.
2: Incidentally, pre-recorded Fred Silverman, what other shows did you try out on NBC at the same time?
0: Another dog called 96, which was 69,
3: inverted. It was a very, very sexy Australian serial that uh, we did an American version of with Paramount. That also met
0: the same fate. Super Train has brought to you tonight in part by ERA. Era does your whole watch all by itself.
2: That's SuperTrain. Just don't bother. If you want to know more, check out Tony Cook's amazing and exhaustive website at nbc underscore supertrain.tripod.com. dot com. For you, I'll be anything you want me to be. For box cutters, I'm John Richards. Hey,
0: stop the train! Somebody stop the train! <laughs>
2: letter for you. No, I'm, I'm
1: just the postman. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Hi, I thought you recorded this bit as well, John. The letters to box The Letters to box cuts. No, so I thought you pre-recorded not, this. No,
2: I don't have them here either. Do you have them? Right. Uh, no, I don't have them. Brett, do you have them? I do have them. Hey, team. <laughs> He's making them up now. He's improvising. Yeah. Hey, hey, team. Wow. You're, you're now, Josh so, and John so make a great
1: team, and Brett is the best of them of all my, by I far. I love the Brett. He's so good. <laughs> he does make it all the best. He
2: makes my ears sexy.
3: <laughs> Teaser press release covered at IT Wire, etc. Basic pricing and some content. Full details next week. Fox Sports mentioned as part of an optional package, which implies AFL available on IPTV this year. As for the new AFL rights still next year... I think your guest said AFL via ta- Foxtel via T box would be the IPTV rights for 2012 plus. So it all seems to be falling into place. Uh, I think. See ya. One of the many box
1: cutters named David.
2: Again, dogs barking.
1: Yeah. Nothing. So um, that was that was about um, um, AFL rights and, and TV and, and stuff, and we've done plenty about that. But it did bring up the concept of the T box. Which is not which is not a brand of Tampon. It is no, no, uh, nor is the iPad, Josh. No, because that would be a pad. Yeah. Brett. Yeah.
2: But it's the pad for you. It <laughs>
1: seems, <be>, uh, <laughs> seems to be the easy way to go. The the T box is is Telstra's uh IPTV offering. Mm. Uh much like iINet and uh I think it's Internode Share Fetch TV. Uh and I wanted to know from listeners if any of you have taken up any of these IPTV offerings. So, do you have a T-Box? Do you have Fetch TV? Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I think it'd be great to hear from you and find out what your experiences are. And two, I was thinking of getting one. So, if you could drop us a line, hooray, at boxcutters.net or use the Contact Us link on the blog at boxcutters.net. Is that still there with the real? It's still there. There is still a contact link. There will still be a contact form on the new uh, on the new website. What there won't be is that little bit that nobody listens to, Brett. So there's just no room. Aww. Just no room. <laughs> Sorry. If you watch one. Brett Cropley, if you were going to watch One Thing this week, what would it be? My One Thing would be uh, the US premiere of Wilfred, uh,
3: which is on 11 on Tuesday the 28th of June. That's tomorrow night, if you're listening on the live uh, feed here on the uh, the video podcast, at 9.30pm. Uh, so that's 11, or the Roman numeral on, 2.
2: On where? Sorry, where is it? 11. Oh, okay. I got confused there for a moment because <laughs> I thought you said U.S. premiere as well, and I thought hasn't it started? Because well, it's, it's the uh, review. You image.
1: mean it's, it's the it's the premiere of the U.S. version, right. not the U.S. Uh, okay. premiere. No, no, no. The so U.S. premiere now.
2: was last week. Yes. Okay. yes, that's where I was confused. I thought,
3: and not on Channel Eleven.
2: No, well, it could have been. No. I don't know. I actually I wasn't watched there
3: it. Uh, last night. Uh, right.
1: I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. Channel Eleven, which no. doesn't exist. No, but the. Channel Roman numeral two does.
3: I, I picked up the uh, the feed from the cable over.
1: Uh, ah, uh, nice. Over you go directly. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I
3: got a really good uh,
1: aerial. Oh, that's a very good aerial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That, that is a, that is an excellent aerial.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. You should speak to the Kardashians about that, uh,
2: John. Uh, I am going to say if you only watch one thing and you haven't watched it like I didn't, but I did on the weekend. You should go to the SBS website and watch. Go back to where you came from. The three part uh, well exploration into the life of a refugee slash SBS very cheap remaking of uh, Australia's. Um,
1: Funny film videos? <laughs> no, no, I was going to say Amazing, uh, amazing race.
2: race. Actually, not cheap at all. It's a very expensive looking show. I, I thought when I was first told about it, it sounded a little bit tacky. Because
1: you, you say exploration, and to me, I, I saw the first four minutes of episode two, and it looked like exploitation.
2: Well, that's the thing, because it did sound quite tacky when I was told about six people with, with differing views on refugees, which is basically, you know, five of them are against it, one doesn't mind. Uh, Isn't
3: it going to be kind of the same type of production as Who Do You Think You Are? It, it's Where a, they would take those people overseas?
2: A little bit. It's a but things. Like I I was yeah. I was I was cautious about it, and I, th- I found it amazingly well done. Very very moving. Um, and the funny thing is, so towards the end, one of them says, you know, you, "Do you now realise that immigration and refugees are? It's a much more complex thing than the Australian media projects." So they all they're still all out and out, out racists. Well, behavior. I'm not going to say it because that would be a spoiler. It's interesting to see how people. Cope and what they change their minds on. It's there's, there's one particular guy who is like a textbook um, case of cognitive dissonance, so that's quite fun to watch. And yeah, there I is don't. there
1: is one woman who at the end does actually go to a tattoo parlor to get her skin darkened.
2: That may not be true. But it might be. Uh, but it's you know an what?
1: amazing d- show. Definitely watch it. We'll, we might find out on uh, Go Back to Where You Came From, The Response, ah. uh, which is my one thing. I don't like to watch the actual show. I just like to watch the <laughs> response to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's going to be 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday night on SBS. Uh, and Just before Wilfred. Uh, and so they say just before Wilfred on 11. Eleven. Yes. You'd have to change channels. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. uh, Anton Enos joins the, uh, participants of the. Anton uh, I know. <laughs> joins the, uh, participants of the, uh, of the show. He was a
3: Southern cop. He used to have his own show.
1: For a, uh, for, for a forum, or as I like to call it, another reason to use that, uh, that set that they've got for that show that's not Q&A oh yeah Jenny Brockie's show yeah Jenny yeah. Brockie's show that's been going on for a lot longer than Q&A but never had a hashtag it's called the Thunderdome isn't it oh
2: yeah 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 Jenny Brockie's it's the Thunderdome, Thunderdome. <laughs> whatever
3: happened to that other one that was on the ABC with uh, Jeff McMullen?
2: Jeff the Thunderdome Jeff
3: McMullen? <laughs> yeah really yeah from 60 Minutes that, yeah oh, I don't know yeah looking very old Right. Uh, I, well, I suspect that Q&A just absolutely trumped it. Right. Screwed Jeff McMullen's chances
1: up. So this is a, this is a, a, a look back on their experiences with them in the audience uh, talking about it. It does sound like it's been hastily cobbled together because well, they didn't expect it to be as popular
2: as it was. I, I, with them
3: as well as people who have been commentating on your social media.
1: Right. See? Hashtags do pay off, people. Yeah.
2: They do pay off. I definitely watch that too. It's, look, it's a really fascinating show.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing uh, uh, as as a whole. But yeah, I I only realised about it uh, after the first episode went to air, and so I've got the second two on my IQ. Oh well, you and know they they showed it on SBS too. The, on
3: what? The the you mean SBS as well? SBS the <laughs> 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 SBS's second channel,
1: like a, a day after or two days after, right? Yeah. that's very yeah. possible yeah. I, I, like I believe you but uh, it didn't come up in my
2: search so and, you, yeah, definitely okay. on the website and also more laughs than happy endings so there you go <laughs> oh
1: John hey um when I
3: cast my pod it's with the box cutters in mind box cutters pod cast done Pork is on the table. It's funny you
1: should mention the US version of Wilfred. Adam was on uh, the Conversation Hour this morning. Okay.
3: Uh, the... Mm. Like, good. Good. Ratings have been sky high. For it over in the states, he must be so happy. Um, the The highest ever comedy ratings on that channel.
2: Does he get anything from it? Because you know, yeah, be, he get royalties. He would yeah. get money. because it must seem quite difficult to see. You like, he
1: won't get as much money as, as Jason. Yeah, so yeah, he's, Jason's he's, gone on to play the same
2: role. Blah blah blah. And but there's yeah, Adam as well watching. He would, Elijah Wood play his role. Yeah, but he, he would be uh, he'd be rolling around in cash. See, I reckon. That's the thing, because I'm... I'm, I'm yeah, hoping. I'm not convinced. I'm hoping he's rolling around in cash. The, the, no, knowing what these contracts are like, I'm not entirely convinced, but I hope he is.
3: The yes. impression that he gave on the radio today was that uh, he, he took a smaller cut and wasn't in, because he wasn't involved in the US one, because that was a way to escape working with Jason... Uh, oh. in, a, in a
1: continuing kind of way. Did he say that on the conversation he hour? he was pretty just, inferred, yes. Or have you yes, just, have yes, you yes, just no, put no, him he's in the no, shit? Merged, yeah, yeah. Jason's a big fan of this show. Jason's yeah. over loves in the this States now. Yeah, so, he still, he listens. It's, it's on the internet, I, this show. I don't, I don't know if you know how that works, Brett, but people can know. As this conversation hour, you can download yeah, it and listen to yourself. Because, yeah, that was definitely the clear subtext. Excellent review in the New York Times that, uh, that that also largely covered the first series for, for me, even though uh, it, it says that the first series of the Australian version of Wilfred was a lot better than the US one. Uh, it really just talks about, oh, it's, it's, it really is just two guys sit on a couch, but one of them is dressed as a dog. And, and that's kind of what's always been that for me in Wilfred, although the second series was a lot better than the first. Uh, of the Australian version, because there are other dudes in dog. I just don't suits. It it was it worked really well as a short film, and didn't work so well as as a series. Several years later, because it felt like they'd kind of missed the point. And if they if they're using the same scripts and, and and concept, if they haven't fleshed it out. At all? No, they're not.
3: Like, like for example, it doesn't start off with him going going home with the chick and and the dog being there.
2: It starts off with him trying to kill himself. It's the neighbour, yeah, because uh-huh. that's the American approach to make it a bit brighter. Yeah, just so they start with suicide, right? Yeah, because yeah.
3: suicide's I'm, uh, <laughs> an easier topic for them to cover than, than sex. casual sex. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm also I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the American version of this to see yeah what they'll do with it.
1: Mm. I'm, I'm interested. Is um, is uh, Jason Kenner also also going to do the uh that sports that sports character from The Wedge? Oh, the
3: Warnie thing.
1: Yeah. Is he going to do that? I love that. That's great. No, Elijah Wood's doing that. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I also I, I want to say, oh, John and I are doing this thing at Acme where we're talking about The Muppet Show and uh, and how it's changed our lives and influenced the world. Uh, and basically, we can't imagine a world before The Muppet Show. Or after it. Yeah, yeah. So that was creepy deep, than deep yeah. man. Uh, but it, it, in a way similar to, to what we did with the press gang to we, we want to hear from you, not John and Brett. I'm actually talking to the people who been, listening oh, to okay. that.
3: You at home who have been touched. Who have by been the touched Muppets.
1: by the Muppets? Show me on the Muppet where you've been touched. <laughs> uh, if you could, <laughs> it only
3: if, goes to the waist. I can't do that. If
1: you could. Uh, Actually, no, but this is the thing. When when I had Vern in here with, uh, with Elmo and Abicadabbie, yeah. I realised that Vern wasn't complete because he's, the, the
2: reason they can make uh, Muppet Whatnots so cheap is A, they're a little bit smaller, but B, they've got no legs. Muppets... Sorry, because you brought this up and I have been pondering this during this research. Muppets know that they're Muppets. Yes. But they... No, I was trying to work it out the other day. It was freaking me out a bit. But they're kind of... They're kind of They're not aware that they're like people with hands up them. And they've got legs, but they don't have... But you you don't see the legs, but they do have legs. No, no, I'm It's 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 too hard. (laughs) Don't they just stitch
3: the legs on for the special effects where they... Can I finish with... Sorry, go on, go
2: on. Because we want
1: to hear from listeners, people who have watched The Muppet Show. If you could just film yourself for a minute, minute and a half... Talking about your Muppet Show memories, things that you loved about the Muppet Show, things that, uh, I don't know, frightened you of the Muppet Show when you were a kid. Uh, If you grew up past when the Muppet Show went to air initially, how you came across it, how it's changed your life, if it has. And it's uh,
3: very much defined from Sesame Street. uh, 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 uh,
1: Like different... So the Muppet, so the show. Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm we're, we're focusing on one. I'm on talking about, just, that yeah, one. just yeah. the Muppet Show. Not itself. Muppets Tonight. Not Not Muppet, not Muppet Babies. Uh, not Fraggle Rock. Uh, not... The Wire. Uh, not the Jim Henson Hour. <laughs> uh, not Jim Henson's Storyteller. All that, that, was was that was excellent. I stress not, again, not The Wire. Not, not The Wire. Not yeah. The Wire, not Labyrinth, not The Dark Crystal. Uh, the Wire. And Little Bits of Willow. Not any of those, or The
2: Wire. What about The Shield? Oh yeah, that's all right. Okay, uh, so yeah, so if you want to talk about Michael Surprise. Chiklis, or because he's quite believable as the Michael Chiklis, he really you'd is. almost think that was a real person. You, you, you would, you would, except no real person would behave that way. No, and the neck's quite wide to fiddle the animatronics. Yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: that's how you can tell him different from the actor who was in the commish. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so please send us send us a video. Uh, you can use any of the you send it uh, Dropboxy kind of things to uh to get it to us or uh or ship it to us on a disc send us put an on email your FTP server. yeah just do that everyone's got one of those <laughs> uh i know you and i both have one bread <laughs> but not everyone <laughs> has <laughs> one okay uh yeah uh, send us an email net, or get in touch with us any way you know how we would love to hear from you and we'd love to put a package together that the uh, person on youtube they can't. They can't post it on YouTube as well. Mm. If uh, if you like, I can I can grab it from there. Please just do it. We'd love to have that as a part of our evening. We're taking a three week break. In that time, because we're we're at the end now of the uh, fall season of the fall of season the box cutters, oh, yeah. which uh, which means that we uh, next would be the winter of our disc box cutter. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Shakespeare. You are. Yeah. I'm like a 21st century Shakespeare shooting lasers out of my eyes. <laughs> is that
2: what 21st century That is totally would do? what 21st century Shakespeare would do. Are you kidding me?
0: Zap, zap,
2: zap. Wow. Who's got lasers for eyes? Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Only oh, 21st century Shakespeare, though. Yeah. It must be the, the Not latter. Not time Shakespeare. The latter no. portion of the 21st century. Early time
1: Shakespeare was like all, all tights and wearing a Van Dyke and well, stuff. Well,
2: he's kind of like Shakespeare of the future, isn't he? The 21st century. It's like he's come back in time to now in the... No, maybe maybe
1: the twenty
3: fourth and a half century is uh, more
2: safe. <laughs> Shakespeare, and his adventures of the twenty fifth century. Is this a dagger a sea for me?
1: <laughs> Not no, anymore. It's, it's a lightsaber. <laughs> That's a twenty first century. Shakespeare. Can he have a robot sidekick? <laughs> he he can. <laughs> Bends <laughs> things.
2: <Yeah. laughs> he, can, he can totally have a, a, a robot sidekick. Have a dog called Spot. He can go out damn, Spot. Nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. I saw some of the uh, the TV version of K nine. The, the, um, David Napier Canine Our, our good friend David yeah. Napier um, He's got legs And flies What?
2: Not, not David <laughs> Napier
1: Canine
2: I like head flies got... David Napier does have legs
1: Yes Yes But he doesn't fly <laughs> But canine never had legs Nor could he float no, but this, this canine can, has legs and can float yeah. Didn't seem very much like canine at all It was more like a walking, floating
2: robot dog It's almost like for some copyright reason They're not allowed to make <laughs> him look like the old one I know well,
3: Before the new Doctor Who Who would have thought of Daleks floating and flying themselves
2: Oh, Daleks oh, were first seen oh, flying oh, in remembrance oh. of <laughs> the Daleks In 1988! Well, I'm I'm sure
3: nobody ever saw that. In two
2: years previously, Davros was flying, except that it was so poorly done, we didn't know that's what it was until years (laughs) later. But still! We just thought he had some gas. We just thought they banned the (laughs) 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 Posters.
1: That's Davros flying. That brings us to the end of Foxcutters episode 270. I want to say thanks to to everyone, because you're excellent. Until next time... Three weeks time. In that time, John and I are going to write a show about our Muppets. Ooh. A Muppets. That's what we're going to do. We're going to write a show about a Muppets. I just sounded like my parents.
2: A very Muppet show. Until next time. So, is, my, that,
1: is that after we come back? Uh, that is after we come back. That is the week after we come back. My name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I continue to be Brett Crupley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters.
3: Catch us again next week. Same Bat Time. Same Bat Channel. And hey,
1: let's be careful out there.
3: BoxCutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards. Brett Cropley is our audio engineer. Peter Wilson coaxes all the bits out of our servers. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell everyone you know and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That will help other people find us and would mean a lot. BoxCutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Find them in Melbourne, Australia on 102.7 FM or at r.org.au. There are lots of ways you can contact us and you'll find them all at our website at boxcutters.net. Mm.
1: incidentally, uh, Brett, tickets are still available for uh, for us talking about the Muppet Show. Still Acme. available? Where do you get them from? Uh, you go to uh, Acme.net.au and uh, and follow the links, although don't follow the links because the links are terrible. The the website's bad. But if you still search changed that uh, no, if you, but if you search for Muppets or you know what, if you go to boxcutters.net, there's
2: a link there. Google Acme Muppets that also could work. If you yeah, Google yeah.
1: Acme Muppets? You can get a cream for that.
2: Because I did that earlier to work out when we we're doing it. Just put it in your diary. <laughs>
1: yeah. Put it in your diary. Uh, July 28th. You could have just called me as well. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box
0: Gutters.